it is a hard thing to do to actually go to therapy because it feels like you're admitting that something's wrong with you and like it, it there is nothing wrong with you you just like your circumstances things that have happened to you it's it's not necessarily all in your control right so yeah you can't fix the the situations that happen like maybe you lost someone that you really loved and that left you with some kind of grief or pain but you can fix the grief or the pain or work towards solving it so much for joining us today Alex it's a pleasure to have you yeah thanks for having me to start off I wanted to know a little bit about maybe how you grew up uh, where you're from and your cultural background I'm from Windsor and I grew up with so my dad is um, Greek and then my mom is French Canadian Um, and my mom definitely grew up away from family and then my dad we had our grandparent living next door it was definitely interesting but then decided to come to London for university is there a reason that your parents chose to live in Windsor and raise a family there yeah so it actually was because of my grandma so my dad was the primary caregiver of my grandma especially in her late years um that's where he grew up actually and they met in Toronto and then decided to come back to like raise the kids and be able to take care of it and so he put a lot of his energy into my mom. And so it was definitely really interesting growing up because she did need like a decent amount of care, right? When I was younger, she was a lot older. Do you feel like growing up, like you had a good support system within your family or were you reaching out to like different people, um, like maybe friends? Obviously because my dad was taking care of my grandma, like, it was a little harder to find support within my family. I feel like a lot of people can kind of relate to that. Yeah. Um, so I definitely had to go to friends. Also, when you're growing up and you're doing things you aren't necessarily supposed to be doing or doing things that your parent wouldn't necessarily approve of, you can't really go and tell them about it. Depending on what it was, I definitely would go to my friends a lot more, but issue with that in high school is you aren't necessarily mature right and so the advice they're giving you the things they're telling you isn't necessarily always the best for you or your mental health like their Mm -hmm. idea of the world isn't always right you know and that's just because of immaturity right it's nothing Mm -hmm. else other than that and that's why like I know we advocate a lot for like Uh, mental health going to see therapists like getting help outside of your immediate circle because I just really love like subjective third parties right because yeah because they're just not influenced by anything and they can tell you straight up like how it is you know and Mm -hmm. so I feel like if I was doing it all over again I would totally get a therapist because they're just like great for everyone I love that you brought up therapy and I feel like Mm -hmm. since starting it, I've seen a huge change with the, the way that I deal with obstacles in my life. And the nice thing about therapy, which obviously is a privilege and it's not something that everyone has access to, but if you do have access, it's 
very beneficial. Like it's one of those things in life that will just improve your state of mind, your well-being. You know, it's kind of like investing into yourself in a way. When you go to someone with a problem, are you looking for support or are you looking for a solution? Mm. Sometimes you just really want support. Like you just want someone to listen and to like validate your feelings. And I feel like therapy has done that for me more so than like trying to offer a solution, which at first was frustrating. But then I realized like it's asking for a lot from a therapist to be like, yeah. fix my life. Everyone comes at problems with their own perspective right and mm -hmm. not everyone will understand yours and where you're coming from and yeah. it's also everyone has such different boundaries that you just yeah. don't know what they are right someone might feel comfortable doing one thing someone might feel comfortable doing something completely different yeah. and their advice is going to be to the extreme where you're like I don't know about that but maybe because they're your friend you trust them you'll do it and then yeah. you'll just feel like shit about it after because that's not what you originally wanted Tell me a little bit about how your therapy journey started and like how it's evolved. Yeah. So it kind of started because I was at a really, really low point in my life. Um, and it had been going on for like a really long time. And so I knew I probably needed some help, but um, it is a hard thing to do to actually go to therapy because it feels like you're admitting that something's wrong with you and like, it, it, there is nothing wrong with you. You just like your circumstances, things that have happened to you. It's, it's not necessarily all in your control. Right. So yeah. it's not necessarily a problem with yourself. Um, and so I realized, yeah, I probably needed someone to talk to you, someone to help me out. And mm -hmm. then I started and it was like, it was really, really good. Honestly, I think it was one of the best decisions that I could have ever made for myself because yeah. like you said before you're investing in yourself you know so once I was out of um that kind of low point um it was more so on like figuring myself out and then instilling like mechanisms and um like fallback systems or self-care routines essentially so that yeah. it doesn't happen again one subject that we talk about and that I've, I've told you about I think um is the box of tolerance what the window of tolerance is is your emotions I think are within a certain range right and like things yeah. will happen to you whatever it's like this little area but at a certain point something will happen to you and that's like your trigger right where you're you'll either go above which is like really really high emotions or below right and then that's really really mm -hmm. um bad emotions once you're below it's obviously like harder to go back into like your um normal range and so the whole point of it is to figure out what triggers you and a yeah. lot of people don't know like the things that trigger them me even just like an untidy room that's a trigger mm -hmm. it's so small I watched this video and it was it's this doctor I love his name is Dr. Gabor Mate one point that he talked about is you inevitably go through these traumatic experiences in your life and in your childhood right and those are things that you can't control a lot of times people think that trauma is the inevitable experience that we've had like that's what trauma is but he was saying how like that's not what trauma is trauma is the like physiological psychological response that you carry after that 
and knowing that that's like within you and within your control, you're able to heal it. You can't fix the the situations that happen. Like maybe you lost someone that you really loved and that left you with some kind of grief or pain, but you can fix the grief or the pain or work towards solving it. I forget the type of therapy this is, but something I've heard of is where you actually um, talk about the events and there's like certain emotions that'll come up and you're basically just working more so about the emotions and Mm -hmm. that actually is something that I struggled with is not feeling the emotions and thinking logically about everything because there's kind of like I think some extremes within how you view what's happened to your events like sometimes you'll look at it from the emotional side and you can't really think things through and that's how like why talking about things with therapists or with your friends like super helpful because they can give you insight that you just can't think of and then the other side is like you know exactly what it was that happened but you just can't feel Mm -hmm. the emotions so you're never going to get over it because it's just always there I knew exactly why something was triggering me like it just it made sense Mm -hmm. but I couldn't, I wouldn't let myself feel it because like, it's obviously a negative emotion. I don't want to feel that. So I would just avoid it, but it's so important to feel those things or else they're just going to stay in you. And it's just bad energy, you know, you don't want that. When you hold those things back, they have to sit somewhere. And so they just kind of stay within you and become this like, really like heavy weight that you're carrying and sometimes you don't realize that you're carrying it and I think it's like Mm -hmm. really just fascinating like how our bodies able to compartmentalize those things but also just very like scary to think about how I can have something that I'm struggling with but you you will never know that's why it is so important to give people some leniency and just understand that there's so much going on with people also for your mental health too like if anyone is coming at you with some like crazy anger or some negative thing you it's it's helpful to understand that okay maybe when they were growing up like they weren't taught how to react to things like you need to know your boundary and what you will accept 100% like if they're mm-hmm. treating you in a way that you don't want you need to like shut it down but it helps to not be so upset why people are doing these things to you Yeah, is that they maybe weren't taught how to do it right. Or maybe something really terrible happened to them today and you just have no idea. And so I think perspective is just like so important. And that's a skill that not everyone has. Not everyone can understand yeah. where someone else is coming from. It's something you need to work on. And I work at the hospital right now in the OR and if that place has taught me anything, it's that terrible things happen to people all the time and you just have no idea. Like it's regular people going through it every day. And so it's just like really made me realize how much people actually go through. And so perspective, mm-hmm. so important. Illness a lot of the time will kind of like wake someone up So maybe like they might be in a point in their life that's like very stagnant, but it's been kind of just very tolerable, like they're comfortable. But then when they go through something very traumatic, like illness, it kind of like makes them realize how precious life is. And it will actually, although it's a horrible thing to go through, 
it actually does make a huge change in your life and like push you to pursue just true happiness. What is the quote? It's like, if for example, if you're in a job that you don't necessarily like and yeah. it's just okay and like um, you really know you should be quitting this job, but um, it's a lot of work and it's just fine for now. So you're going to stay in it. Yeah. It would almost be better if you had like a shit job. So it's like almost- This is like, the region can't... data paradox. Okay, okay, yes. Yeah. So if you, it's almost better if you had like the worst job because then you'd almost be forced to quit and then you'd be able to reach mm-hmm. this like better level when when it's mm-hmm. barely possible, you're not actually going to quit and go because it's like no. fine, right? In so many situations in our lives, it's just barely possible- and this mm-hmm. all relates to like mental health, even relationships. Okay. Yeah. I'll use that example. There's a debate about if you should be talking to multiple people at once or not. I know that that's like kind of controversial, mm-hmm. but I think in the beginning stages, it is helpful for some people because if they are only talking to one person, right? And that one person does something that they don't really like, but they're only talking to that one person and like they have so much time invested in them and like they're fine like they're really nice and so I'm just gonna keep talking to them because I'm sure it was just like one time thing or it's something Mm -hmm. I can fix later whatever yeah but if you were talking to more people first of all it gives you more perspectives or maybe not even more people at once maybe just going on multiple dates I think is more so what I'm trying to say but you would be able to realize a lot quicker, like, okay, he's not giving me what I want. I'm just going to go to the next person, right? And you're not willing to subject yourself to something that's below your boundary or Mm -hmm. below the bar you're setting for yourself. You just need to be constantly reassessing yourself and reassessing how you feel about certain things that someone's doing. If someone isn't doing something that you enjoy, like you can give them a chance or two, but don't let it go past that because realistically, mm-hmm. you're not trying to fix someone. That's not your responsibility. If you're not open to other things and other people, you are going to miss people who have qualities that you didn't even know that you wanted in someone. Confidence is so important in these situations, right? You need to be confident enough in yourself to be able to leave someone if and that has to do with being authentic too if you know your authentic self you know who you are you're confident it's all related you're able to leave someone who's treating you badly because you know you don't need them but if you're not confident if you build your personality around them too which is I know a lot of first-time relationships like that happens but if you do that you're not going to be willing to leave because they're a part of you it's like you're losing yourself but if you know yourself to begin with then they're just a separate Mm -hmm. entity that it's like harder it's easier to leave right I think knowing yourself even when you start the relationship but then also throughout it because a lot of the time like what people will experience is like love bombing and so at the beginning they Mm -hmm. have this like boost of confidence but then when they pull back that I feel like also can really mess with your confidence and I think it's like at those times where like you start questioning yourself and also it kind of comes to know what you don't want to kind of go through what you don't want so it is hard because you totally need to go through those bad relationships and that's why you shouldn't feel bad about having 
wasted time per se. Like it's a learning experience. And I feel like you kind of need those things to happen to you. And so that can make you feel a little bit better about the situation. But even so, for example, with the love bombers, understanding people's perspectives helps a lot with this, right? Maybe they just are kidding themselves. Like they think they want a relationship. They think they want all this, but it turns out they're really just not ready for that. And it isn't your fault at all. Like you've done everything you need to do. And even if you haven't, if even if you messed up once or twice, like that's not a reason for someone to completely drop you, right? Like, and if they were mature, they would talk to you about it. Dr. Mate, he also had mentioned that Every challenge, every obstacle that happens in your life is made specifically for you and it's leading you to your real authentic self. So when things feel wrong or you feel like you're going kind of against that gut feeling, it's because this isn't what you want. Like this isn't what you should be doing. It's kind of like a trial and error process, I think. And it's important to experience those negative bad things because they'll bring you to the good things and what you really deserve. I find a lot of people that I talk to that have really, really bad mental health, they don't necessarily have the best perspective on life. And so, and that's like a conscious choice you need to make every single day and like every single minute almost, right? Like any single thing that's happening to you, it's like glass half empty or glass half full. You just need to choose the glass half full like it's it's a choice and then after in the beginning especially and after a certain amount of time it kind of um it just it just becomes a part of you but when for example I was getting out of my rough time it was just such a choice right so yeah perspective on life is so important to kind of wrap up the discussion I have a few questions for you the first question is how do I graciously tell someone that I will stop seeing them? I think the best thing with that is to be honest. Um, one thing that I say a lot is like, oh, I'm just not, I'm going to be super honest. Like, I'm just not ready for anything right now, or I'm not looking for anything serious. And then what are they going to tell you? I used to ghost a lot, and I find it's just not. As much as it's easy, it just... It can end up biting you in the butt if you see them again, ever, because then it's awkward for you, um, awkward for them. You kind of felt like confront you about it. Um, and also just like a more immature way to end things. What should someone do if they're not sure how to handle a lack of exclusivity? If that's a tricky situation, especially if you like the person and you want to go a specific way because you obviously don't want to be saying it too soon or kind of like interesting but then again if it's the right person then they'll be okay with being stupid with you super soon so I would approach it and like obviously the what are we text is like very daunting just saying that it like brings up a lot of seriousness so I maybe wouldn't go that route and just ask them like hey just what are you looking for in general because then it's not about you it's just about them overall so the last one is how do you open up again after being abandoned i think 
the most important thing is the work in between. So you need to be super secure with your You need to first off also be okay with being alone. I know that people say that all the time, but it is so important because then you know who you are, you're fine. And then opening up doesn't become as scary because even if you open up and they don't um, respond well, if they abandon you again, at least you have yourself to fall back on and you know mm. that it's not serious. Like, even though I really like them and then they left me, I'm still okay, right? And yeah. so before you open up to someone again, you definitely want to make sure that you're okay again, right? That takes a long time to heal from. 